0: He's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind.
1: If you're at lunch, or if you have no appetite, now is a good time to switch off the radio. It will not be pleasant listening.
2: Welcome to the Lawrence Ross Show.
3: Who sound a little
4: taller
2: on radio. A two-hour weekly exploration into the mind of a man who calls it like he sees it, but he can't see his audience. So what if I'm blind? At least I don't have to look at your ugly face. Want to mix it up with this guy? Call or text the comment line. 813-602-2715. Pick up a phone and dial that number. Hope you enjoy the program because no refunds will be issued.
4: And we'll do it live.
3: I took a course in Hallelujah. I went to night school for the
5: Blues. The Lawrence Ross Show has it going, everybody. Would love to hear from you all tonight. 813-602-2715. Before going into the program, of course, got to do this. A traveling experience that happened to me a long time ago, something that I've never verbally talked about or written about, laying down a brand new ground rule, which should be an unwritten rule, but I kind of feel as if I have to enforce it, and more. Thank you for tuning into the Lawrence Ross Show tonight. If you would like to give me a call tonight or a text, I'd love to hear from you, 813 602 Two seven one five, or if you don't want to uh, call in or text you can always send me a tweet twitter.com at blind lawrence check me out on facebook facebook.com forward slash l ross 1987 that is the show's page url and also check out the youtube channel youtube.com forward slash lawrence ross which i'll be talking about in a little bit also, Instagram is Instagram.com forward slash Blind Lawrence. Check out the merchandise TEE spring.com forward slash stores forward slash L Ross 1987. And uh, let me see. I, I, think they, they, uh, uh, I think that covers all the uh, platforms. Oh, wait. Hang on. And, and there's my personal Facebook page. Uh, Facebook.com uh, forward slash Blind Lawrence. So you can find me on Facebook. All right. Now I'm trying to compartmentalize in regards to what I want to talk about first. Do I want to tell you all the traveling story or lay down or or tell you about what happened on the YouTube channel? Well, maybe, you know, make sure I do the personal recap because it ties into the YouTube channel and then uh it'll go into the traveling story. So so after the show on Friday, basically just uh kick back and just uh listen to the show again for uh quality purposes really. And uh did get uh, uh did get some feedback uh, during the program, uh from my dad mainly, but you know, which is good, but I'm hoping to as I say, I'm trying to expand the name any way that I possibly can. I know that last week on the show I spent a good ten, fifteen minutes. Pining for an audience, and uh, well, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, it was to me that I uh, uh, take a look in putting an article in one of the papers. So I'm going to be, uh, aside from some information, so I have some information in regards to that. So maybe that will lead somewhere. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, uh, so it's going to wait for that to hopefully come to fruition, and hopefully. Hopefully, more people will be checking this out, and hopefully, uh, sooner than later, I am out of this current area of the United States uh, because I believe it is taking a toll on me mentally, not physically, but I think mentally it has just screwed me up. Nine weeks to Sunday. Uh, I'm at the point now where pretty much I regret having ever come here at times because had had i known had i known that we would be in the throes of a pandemic had i known what i know now i probably would have said no but can't change the past and i'm i'm <laughs> left to deal with the mistakes <laughs> uh geez so uh saturday uh um Saturday deal no, that much just watched a little bit of a TV and then, uh, Sunday was laundry and, uh, uh, and, uh, I would say work is work, but if, um, if, uh, I, mean, I took this week off because I just, you know, I, 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 I need, I needed to, I needed to decompress. I needed to just be alone and just try and focus on other things of that nature. And, uh, uh, and, 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 and during the downtime I made, uh, if, uh, uh, made a couple of new, uh, sweepers, uh, I've actually, and, and one of them actually incorporates, uh, uh, and one of them actually mentions, uh, the guys on the couch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, I, th- I think, I think of, uh, uh, these, my dad's, I to basically call them, you know, like, of, uh, of the guys on the couch. It, so, um, some, uh, 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 so I'm going with that. So, <laughs> so the guys on the couch, they, 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 get a little shout out. One of the new, uh, sweepers and I made another one, uh, and, uh, uh I uh, made a couple of those, and and I noticed that I accidentally, <laughs> I noticed that I accidentally erased one by mistake uh, when, when I when I was when, when I, I I made a brand new one because I wasn't too happy with uh, one of the intros that I made, so I made a new one. But what happened was I accidentally saved it as an already made outro, and it completely erased the already made outro. So I had to uh, make a brand make a new one, <laughs> but uh, uh, and uh, and. And you'll be—you'll be hearing some of the new work periodically throughout, uh, periodically throughout the program as the program goes along. Not not tonight's episode, but rather, uh, but rather over time. I, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to be giving it away. Uh, I don't want to be giving it away too early. <laughs> but uh, and I also did look into advertising with Spotify. I want, I want, I want to see if the newspaper thing works out first, because then because then if that works, then maybe I'll do Spotify. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, who knows? I mean, if, if, you know, I mean, if, if, if it goes somewhere great, I mean, I don't want this to be another one of my pipe dreams, but at any rate, so now on to what happened on the YouTube channel and it should be an unwritten rule, but here it is. If you're in my circle, or if you're not even in my circle, say if say if uh, uh, say if I just happen to be out and about, and anybody, and I mean absolutely anybody, I don't care what your status is, I don't care what race, creed, sexual orientation, uh, gender, I don't care. I don't care if you identify as non-binary and I, have to, and I have to address you as the word they. If anyone, anyone thinks that my blindness is fake and that I'm scamming people, I will automatically despise you from that point on. Because I had to deal with some asshole who went on the YouTube channel and he commented on this video that I did about eight months ago about the coronavirus where I was just at the end of my rope. I was just screaming my head off. I was, I was very upset. I figured, you know, I think we're probably going to be stuck like this forever All that stuff. This asshole goes in the comment section and says he's not blind folks. It's a scam. Then this guy also puts in the comment section. This guy doesn't like black people. Now in that whole video. I never said one thing about race. So how in the fuck. Can that come from that? If the guy said something to the effect of, I think you're a little off in regards to science. All right. Maybe, you know, maybe we can do something for, you know, maybe that'll work. But to think my blindness is a scam. Oh no, those are fighting words. Ask the last, ask the last asshole Ask the last asshole who thought my blindness was fake. Some ignorant cunt from Canada. Yeah, didn't work out so well. If you want to hear all about that, check out the December 4th episode from 2020. That's all you need to know about that. And, you know, I've encountered, you know, and and it's, and it's... It is absolutely disgusting to make such a claim to think somebody is Faking a handicap faking a disability Would this person say that to somebody in a wheelchair Would they say that to somebody who has cerebral palsy or some sort you know, or or muscular dystrophy? No but for some reason for some fucking reason, some assholes in the world think, I'm faking my blindness. And it is absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And I had an issue with DoorDash because one time I, I ordered food from them. They dropped. They said they dropped it off. I go out to the area. It's not there. I call up. I go, hey, what's going on? And I explain I'm blind and the person at the end... Asked if this is a joke In the back of mind, I'm like, really? The next time Like if, like if I'm, if I'm, if I'm on public And some guy Or, well, yeah And, and, and someone decides to say Hey, I think you're faking your blindness I'm going to say, you know what? Fuck you, alright? Fuck you And for anybody on the internet If you so much as even Think about, you know, I am so sick and tired of having to deal with ignorant assholes on the internet who think I'm faking my handicap, which I'm not. I am absolutely not faking blindness. Because you know what? Because if I was fake, because you know what? If I could see, I would probably see just how ugly you are because... I think stricter penalties need to be enforced in regards to people who think that some blind people aren't blind. That is bullshit, if you ask me.
3: Figure out how to use the fucking internet or get the fuck
5: off of it. Exactly. I think people like that should be permanently banned from social media. No compassion-having assholes who probably... Wouldn't know what the white cane law was because they're so ignorant That's the problem with people today. People today are ignorant Absolutely ignorant And I have no time for ignorance No time for that shit at all So if you're going to listen to this program, come correct Don't ever, ever, ever Think that my blindness is fake. Because if you do, I will vilify you. You'll be vilified and you'll be blocked. I have no tolerance for that bullshit. How would you like it? How would you like it if you were handicapped and I called your handicap bullcrap? You wouldn't like it too much, would you? Nope. Sure you wouldn't. Exactly. Motherfuckers. Dicks. Alright. Okay. 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 Whew. Okay. <sighs> Rant over. Alright, now. Okay. <clears throat> Alright. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> oh, boy. <clears throat> okay. Okay sheesh, oh, I gotta take a, take a bit of a breather. Alright, now, I. Now, this is a story that I have never told anyone. I've never verbally talked about it, I've never written it down. And I don't know exactly why now I've decided to well actually no to the back uh i'm gonna get in well i guess the story kind of has a bit of a point i mean well i don't know i mean it's it's probably gonna it's probably good. well the end result is probably gonna tie into something that i'm gonna be talking about later on in the program but nevertheless <clears throat> all right here's the story So back in two thousand five, I was going to Michigan. And I was going to Michigan to learn how to use this GPS device. Which of which course now is totally obsolete because back in the day, cell phones they weren't exactly what they were today. I mean, it was a whole separate thing. I mean, you had a phone, you had an iPod, and if you wanted to go somewhere You'd have to have like an actual physical GPS device, and they still have they still have separate GPSs. But now, but now it seems as if with the, the advent of the iPhone and all this other great technology, it's all it's all integrated into one big thing. It's really nice. So, so I'm on okay. So, so I'm aboard this plane on Northwest Airlines, which, by the way, I do have something that kind of ties in with that. Uh, in, well, actually, actually I have I, 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 I've, I've something that ties in with Northwest Airlines and uh, possibly what possibly could be considered as cancel culture today. But nevertheless, so, so nevertheless, board the plane and uh, just, you know, enjoying the flight and we land in Michigan and I'm getting ready to get off and I'm getting ready to disembark from the flight and, uh, and... And sometimes, sometimes when you're in your seat, sometimes you got to do it. You have got to like stand up a little bit, you got to move over a little bit to the left or to the right to let some of the other people pass you by. So I'm uh uh, uh advised by that. They're like uh uh someone says to me, excuse me, sir uh uh, uh can you uh, uh can you stand up please and just if, um just to uh stand uh, up very soon we let some of these people pass you by, sir. I'm like, yeah, not a problem. So so. So I'm sitting on like the, uh, um, uh, so I'm standing on this uh, little, uh, so I'm standing between a couple of the uh, seats, kind of, and I don't know why, but I kind of like, I don't know, I kind of took my seat on the armrest a little bit, and then all of a sudden I hear this. I hear, I hear one of the flight attendants say to me, you look pretty sexy sitting on that thing. Now, what you got to remember, folks, is that it's 2021. I'm 33 currently, so do the math. I was only 17 at the time, and I don't know how old this woman was, but looking back on it now, it just seemed very uncomfortable. I didn't have the heart to tell her, hey, look, I'm only 17, and it just, I don't know, it seemed... Very inappropriate to me, anyway. Just very inappropriate. I mean, and now that I think about it, I'm thinking to myself, ugh, at the age of seventeen, somebody much older than me found me sexy. So I don't know. I mean, like, what? Not sheesh. Yeah, Stewie. What? What do you got, man? Hey, I got a clip of uh Yeah, I got a clip of uh, what your future wife is gonna sound like. Oh, you do? Yeah, got it right here. Just uh, go and just uh, hit the uh, button there. All right. It's uh, <laughs> it's not playing, dude. Dude, oh, damn. You could. There you got in the wrong bank, man. Don't <laughs> I rat- yeah. What? What the heck is it? <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, I accidentally, uh, uh, yeah, you actually cleared it out, huh? Yeah. So, so what is this again, man? Is this the, um, uh, this is a clip of my future wife, supposedly? Yeah, man, yeah. Here's what your future wife is going to say.
6: I've fallen, and I can't get up! Oh, dude, that's, <laughs> that's,
5: di- that's dirty fool, man. I'm turning your mic off for that. What, what the hell, man? What the? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I'm 17 and I have an older flight attendant hitting on me. I was 17 at the time, damn it! (sighs) I wouldn't want her to get busted for a felony. Because if she thought I was sexy, I mean, like what I mean, like what the heck was that supposed to be? Am I supposed to take that as some sort of proposition or something? Just very embarrassing. You know, it's, it's very embarrassing. I just I I, I I don't get it. I mean, one, 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 one of the one of the one of the first, one of the first times that someone ever said hey you look sexy and it's someone much older than me and at the time i was only 17 man can't deal with that because i've always been very adamant about these uh well you know i'm gonna get to on around the program when the time is right but still it just it's it seemed it seemed very creepy back then and especially nowadays it just like it just it, it didn't see it it just it just ugh. it just it did not, did not seem right. Did not seem right to me at all. All right. Okay. Okay. Now that I got that taken care of, uh, let's see. What else do we got? Okay. Uh, well, there really has not been a lot of stuff in regards to, uh, sports this week. Other than the template lightning, they've, uh, um, uh they played uh, uh uh they got a game tomorrow and they're up 2 to 1 against the Florida Panthers they've been playing really good hockey and it's a uh, it's a great series so hopefully it's a great series so hopefully uh hopefully we'll be able to beat the Panthers and hopefully uh we'll move on to whoever it is we're going to play next you I know mean, I, i'm not sure we're going to play next but uh either way i think it's going to be fun <sighs> Should be fun. All right. All right. What else do I got here? Okay. 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 Let's see. Now, now, am now, now. I'm trying to. Okay. Now I'm trying to think of what news story I want to go through first because I, I, I got. To, uh, actually, I got some stuff here. All right. Uh. Okay. This, this, this one out of. Uh, let's see. Uh. Let's see. Uh, I think this is one out of. Uh, Somewhere in California, I, I I think it's uh yeah it's it's somewhere uh, somewhere in California. There's a cop who's in trouble for uh, falsifying police reports, and uh, you know, this 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 is this is just an example of just like horrible horrible. Hor- it's it's just horribly unethical. Let's dive into this takes away from the trust our community has in us, and not just in that one employee, but everybody that wears this uniform.
6: That's Sacramento's top cop on the arrest of one of his own officers, the 26-year-old Alexa Palabicki, seen here posing in a 2019 Sacramento Police Department photo, faces two felony counts for falsifying police reports. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh you know, you'd think, you would think that somebody
5: who is tasked with enforcing the law would know that... Falsifying anything with the cops is a problem. You know, you can't lie to the cops, and especially if you're a cop. You should be held to a much higher standard. Accountability needs to be held with this woman. Going back a little bit here.
6: Police reports, police felony counts for falsifying police reports stemming from separate traffic stops last July while she was on duty. Court documents allege she falsely reported a driver DUI. Uh, yep, yep. That's uh, that is uh, uh that's happened
5: before. <laughs> that happened in Florida back in 2013. <laughs> Give me the rundown of that. There was a uh, uh, in Tampa, Florida. There was a radio war that spiraled into a courtroom battle. Between, uh, between two radio personalities, Bubba the Love Sponge and M.J. Kelly, uh, M.J. Kelly's lawyer, Phil Campbell, had been arrested for a DUI five years prior. and the And the law in Florida states that if you get busted for a DUI twice within a certain time span and you are a lawyer, well, you've lost your license. So that is basically what bubba's legal team tried to do they tried to set up uh the rival lawyer on a dui and the arresting officer got fired because it was a falsified dui and as a result St- uh, steve diaco is no longer allowed to practice law in florida and all fairness i'm not all that surprised because lawyers a lot of lawyers i'm not you know you know i will say not all lawyers are like that, but you know, a lot of lawyers, man. You know, a lot of lawyers. You know, <laughs> a lot of lawyers. They are perceived as real sleazy, real slime balls, and so I've never heard. You know, <laughs> I've never heard of one lawyer trying to fuck over another lawyer so badly. It's it, it's it's such a despicable manner. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I mean. There's other. I mean, I mean out there. I mean, aren't there other ways to attack a lawyer's credibility in a courtroom rather than try and pin him up on a faux DUI charge? (laughs) If you want to attack some lawyer's credibility, why don't you, I don't know, I don't know, question him about his law degree sometime, you know, or ask him, does he really know, you know, what he's fighting for? That kind of attack, you know, that'll work, you know, nice courtroom drama, you know, get a good back and forth going like it's Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson and a few good men. You can't handle the truth, that sort of thing. But nope, hitting right below the belt, trying to set the guy up on another DUI because they figured, hey, it worked so well the first time. We'll try it again. <laughs> not saying, you know, not saying that he was set up the first time, but the second one definitely a setup. <laughs> yeah, just like Mary and Barry got buzz in the hotel room it was a setup <laughs> okay and uh continuing all right so so just okay so just to okay so just to recap this woman she falsified a dui and and another
6: for changing lanes without signaling <laughs> okay
5: now this right here is where i decided to insert the clip from the movie liar liar where jim carrey mentions the whole uh thing about Changing lanes because it's just it, it ties in. Here we go. I sped.
4: I pulled too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh, I love that clip and that's a that's a good movie too. All right,
7: continuing. Not only did an individual officer see something that they didn't think was right, but the department then took immediate action. She's been on administrative leave since. The
5: administrative leave. Come on. Don't give her a slap on the wrist like administrative leave. You know, that should be, you know, that should be a little bit more of a, you know, it should be more of a punishable thing. Fire her and don't pay her because she's unethical.
6: Think she's above the law continuing department spent five months investigating the criminal allegations and has since launched an internal audit looking over her arrests and reports in her three years with the department Uh oh (laughs) it looks like i don't know i mean it look it look it
5: looks i don't know i mean i don't know about you but i think a corrupt cop slipped through the net and now they're gonna get her now this is what's gonna take her down possibly
6: i don't know The Sacramento County District Attorney's Office has thrown out any cases Palabicky played a major role in while continuing to review prior cases. Uh, Hmm. uh, To ensure that our officers, our professional staff are keeping with the highest standards of our department. Chief Hahn is making changes to prevent this from happening again, including the creation of an inspection and standards team tasked with ensuring fellow officers are following law and policy. Yeah, there
5: you go. You know, you got to make sure. Yeah. You know, you know, if you employ these you know, if you employ these cops to uphold the law, then wouldn't you try and make sure that the cops themselves would be as law abiding as possible and try to do it the right way, you know, maybe, you know, properly go by the book instead of trying to rewrite the book and cater to their you know, and cater to their standards so that they're able to continue to do what is necessary. This corrupt cop should have been thrown off the force a long time ago, but hopefully now she'll get her comeuppance. Good.
6: In a statement to ABC10, Palabiki's attorney asks the community reserve judgment until the day she has in court.
5: Right, 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 right. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Innocent until proven guilty. You know what? She looks guilty. She looks in. Guilty. That's my stance. And I'm not changing it. She looks guilty. Absolutely guilty. Now on to another thing. Uh, Facebook, evidently, I don't know why, but Facebook is evidently not letting a company promote themselves. Which is which is exactly why I've been very reticent in regards to... Uh, buying advertising on Facebook to promote the radio show because uh it just I don't know. I'm 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 a little you know it may be cheaper, but I don't know if it's really you know, I don't know exactly how effective it would be. I mean if I I mean all fairness, if I struggle enough to get just people in my own circle to check out the program, I mean, how exactly would me throw up a sponsored link and saying, Hey I paid ten bucks for this folks, please don't make this another pipe dream you know <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it seems uh, yeah, this is this is out of uh, uh this is out of uh Florida. Here we go.
8: Loaded Cannon Distillery is preparing for a new launch. It is a five-bottle series that represents a bottle for each first responder. In
0: support of nurses, EMTs, police officers,
8: firefighters, and
0: those wearing a badge. To kick off, they planned a back the blue New Spirits launch on May 29th. All proceeds will go to nonprofit Seoul, supporters of law enforcement.
5: Now that's a really good, you know, that's a really good, really good business model. We got something there for all the first responders who have. Been there, who have been through the hell and back during this pandemic. You know, honoring them, very honorable thing. And the and 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 the you know and the proceeds are going to go to what seems like a very reputable, very you know, it seems like a very reputable, very respectable uh, organization. And the problem is that you got I don't know if this is Zuckerberg's call or what, but you got Facebook just. Just saying, no, no, no. We can't have that. But meanwhile, but meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, you can post a cartoon meme of uh, someone drinking a beer, and no one complains about that continuing. Helps
8: raise money for people in law enforcement that need this extra help, this little push um, to help them get through hard times. Michelle Russell has found trying to promote the
0: event on Facebook to reach a bigger audience through paid advertisement. Rejected. The
8: 28th rejected. The 5th rejected. Has proven less than successful. Blue line flag attempt. It was definitely denied.
0: Each $200 ad has been rejected. Among the reasons Facebook says it contains sensitive Social
5: issues that could influence public opinion or how people vote. I have. Oh, what the hell? Oh, boy. So at least we got this straight. You try and do something nice for the first responders, and Facebook's reasoning is that it could influence other people in regards to, like, the way they think in regards to social issues or whatever their ridiculous claim was. I mean, it doesn't add up at all. It does not add up. So, so if you try to do something nice for a local firehouse and you want to put it on Facebook, does that mean, you know, are you going to get denied because Facebook is going to claim that your little promotion of trying to support the firefighters with uh, beverages is going to start some political discourse? What the hell? That doesn't make any sense and besides and besides, they're depriving people from seeing it. They're censoring this they're, they're censoring this company. That's exactly what they're doing. They're censoring them and not giving them a platform. They're depriving them of an audience. They're fucking themselves over because they they're not they're not, give, they're, not give, they're not giving this company A platform I had to
8: advertise it in multiple different versions and multiple different ways Michelle says there's only one goal for back the blue and it is not political I'm actually just trying to show our support of how much that they've done for us that they deserve some recognition and loaded cannon distillery
5: is determined to be successful with or without the boost Yeah, so there you go at least they're you know at least they're not too upset about it but I mean I would try and, you know, if, if, <laughs> anyway.
8: I'm not really sure how to move forward except for to do it old school and print flyers and go door to door and let everybody know that we are here in this community and we support every first
5: responder.
0: In Manatee County, Kimberly Quezon, Fox
8: 13 News. Yes,
5: yeah, so there you go. So, I mean, yeah. So, great move, uh, Facebook. Great move, guys. You're... Taking down, you're not letting a company promote their product that's supporting first responders because you guys think because they think it's 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 going to do something troubling. It's not. It's not. (sighs) Absolutely disgusting. Now another story. Now this easily. Could have happened anywhere, but it just happened. But it just happened to happen in Florida. This is about a uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, it, it, it went south very quickly. The, and, and there's two clips to this. Uh, the first one is the initial report, which I've heard about, but I just haven't had time to get to it. And then there is the follow-up. So here we go
0: everything started last tuesday around 1 30 p.m in the drive-through of this duncan on south 50th street tampa police say a 77 year old customer was upset over the lack of service he was receiving
5: all right okay so far all right you know you have a customer who's a little dissatisfied there was a little dissatisfied with the service and you know they want to go in they want to you know they want to You know, raise a little bit of a stink, say, hey, uh, excuse me, just a gentleman choppy with the service today, what's going on here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hopefully, you know, the customer would be compensated, all that stuff, and everything would have been fine but nope
6: the victim parks the car goes inside and
0: has an argument with the employee well at that time there was a racial slur that was thrown out at the employee and the employee told the victim to say it one more time that employee was 27 year old Corey Pajoles according to arrest paperwork when the elderly man repeated the same racial slur Pajoles punched him once in the face
5: that? sheesh that's that's first of all first of all first of all why are they saying okay let me just say this i feel bad that you know okay i feel bad for what happened to the 77 year old guy in the story but saying that he's the victim when he basically okay let's think about this he said to the guy hey say that you know yeah the uh 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 he said he says to the clerk Say that again, man. And uh yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, that's 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 no way to handle the situation. You don't just you know, you don't just go up to a you know, you just go, you don't go up to a clerk and you don't throw out a racial slur. That's not the way to handle that's that's not, you know, that's 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 that's, that's just that's just that's bad customer service on both ends, man. Bad customer service on both ends. It's bad for the customer to be saying it, and it's horrible for the employee to have punched this guy and it gets worse, too, by the way, before it gets better.
0: ended up punching the victim so hard that he fell back, hit his head on the ground, and so when we arrived, he was unconscious and bleeding from the head to where he had to be taken to the hospital. Uh. Court documents say the man was rushed to the intensive care unit at TGH, being treated for head and brain injuries. He never regained consciousness, passing away Friday. A doctor told officers the man had a skull fracture and brain contusions. Discuss- Customer was a regular. He apparently came by that Dunkin' Donuts a lot. Bajolz told investigators the elderly man was being extremely rude that
5: day. Oh, really? You think? (laughs) You think? I mean, in all fairness, (laughs) the guy used a racial epithet right to the dude's face. It's not like, you know, (laughs) it's like the guy was going to be, like, gregarious and, like, very welcoming. No! (laughs) Of course, it's going to be described as that. <laughs> Police writing in the report,
0: at no time did the decedent place his hands on the defendant or attempt to strike the defendant. Pajoles was initially charged with battery that was upgraded to aggravated manslaughter after the 77-year-old died. And Pajoles is set to be in court for that new charge this Thursday.
5: All right, so that's the setup for that now this is the follow-up hang on where where is it okay here it is okay get it right here all right here we go
9: this Dunkin's on 50th Street in Tampa is where people normally get their morning coffee and donut. Sadly, though, it became part of a crime scene last week. Investigators say Corey Pajoles, a manager at Dunkin's, got into an altercation with a 77-year-old man. They say the elderly customer was in the drive-thru line and was upset about his service. Court records show he parked his car and took his complaint inside the donut shop. Pajoles punched the victim. After he repeated a racial slur, the man fell and hit his head and later died of his injuries. Oh. We're here on the defense motion to set a bomb. Now, Pajoles is facing aggravated manslaughter of a person older than 65. As he should. As he should because... Yeah, I mean, yeah. As he
5: should because he killed someone. I don't care how old this guy was. I don't care if the customer you know i don't care if he was 77 or if he was 25 man you can't go into an establishment go up to a rep you know a customer service representative and say something insulting to them and expect you know and expect you know and expect to be uh you know treated uh you know treated with respect you know, it's not going to work out, and that guy and and the guy who did the punching is totally in the wrong. He just should have said something like, "Hey, you know, don't say that around here. Just you know, let's 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 try and work through this. What's seems to be your issue today? All right, we'll 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 try and get this going. But no, he decided to be aggressive, and he hits the guy. And now the
9: man is unfortunately dead. He wants out of jail and today was asking for bond. Prosecutors didn't object and agreed with a defense to release him on $15,000 bond. Uh, overpaid. Should not have set his
5: bond $15,000 too much. $15,000 too much. He should have stayed in there. But No. They bought that story. The judge went along with it, but didn't agree with it. Oh, all right. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know if the judge's hands are tied or what, but here's what the judge says.
6: Far be it for me to interfere with their agreement, Mr. Pajoles. It's very fortunate for you because I believe your bond should be enhanced from that, given the facts of the CRA. Yes,
5: ma'am. Completely understood. Thank you, Judge.
9: Gloria Gomez, Fox 13 News.
5: Gosh, you know, that's... <laughs> so disgusting absolutely disgusting that people in society think this way and it's it, it's just it's disgusting Something fucking disgusting all right what else do i got okay jeez i really don't have all that okay what's this here oh man yeah this this is uh let's see what's this here? Uh, okay, well, okay, uh, I would like to, uh, all right, all right, now, uh, all right. Okay, now circling back to, uh, circling back to that embarrassing travel story that I had. Uh, the airline was Northwest Airlines, and I found this old commercial, and actually had this commercial on tape years ago, and I think that now, Given the overtly sensitive pussification, every single thing is now patently offensive. I think this commercial would be derided as being insensitive. Let's listen. Let's, listen, let's find out why that might be the case. <laughs> Okay, right there. Okay, right there, right at the beginning, they go, you know, they go Northwest Orient Airlines, because that's what they were known as back in the day. Back from, I think, 36 to 54, they were known as Northwest Orient Airlines. That is the name that they used. It has nothing to do with, you know, it is it is not meant to be derogatory towards individuals who are of asian american descent there is that good enough for this soft generation of everything is so offensive let's listen to this commercial and let's 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 see if uh uh <clears throat> let's just uh, uh anyway here's this commercial like probably that I really think could be considered offensive because the guy says Orient four times in the commercial. Which, if uh, you know, if there are any social justice warriors listening to this program, get out now. A trip to Tokyo,
4: Manila, Hong Kong, anywhere in the Orient, fly the shortest, fastest way. Northwest, Northwest Great Circle Shortcut saves you eighteen hundred miles to the Orient, and only Northwest gives you one airline service to the Orient, direct from Cleveland. So fly the shortest, fastest way to the Orient. Fly Northwest. Daily first class and tourist service across the Pacific on luxurious DC-7C. Call your travel agent or...
3: Northwest Orient! It's
5: absolutely disgusting that, you know, now a simple word such as Orient is considered to be offensive. I mean, my question is, I mean, what is next? What is next? Are they going to, you know, is there going to be an online petition demanding that the 1982 album Somewhere Over China by Jimmy Buffett be banned and that he be canceled because there's one line in the song where he says, Orient, in this country, Context
3: with the for romantic
4: to the Orion.
5: Could that be considered offensive by today's standards? Probably so. But it's only a fucking word. That's all it is. So my question is, are they gonna have So my question is are a bunch of social justice warriors going to complain that old time that an old, that the old time radio show The Shadow would be should be scrubbed from history because in the introduction of almost every episode the answer says Lamont Cranston learned his gift in the Orient. Are they gonna bitch about that? They probably will, zero. or something that effect. Got to to zero. Bunch of bullshit cancel culture that's all it is bullshit cancel culture all right all right all right this is uh okay this is a bit of a tough one to uh, get through because it's uh it's 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 uh, it's unfortunately happening uh families are unfortunately getting evicted and especially i mean i mean i mean evi- i mean eviction i mean <laughs> i mean eviction it never, you know, it never, it never, it never, you know, it never seems like a, uh you know, it never seems like a good uh, thing anytime, but especially now it's even worse. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. I got to turn that down. Holy goodness gracious. All right, here we go.
4: A wave of evictions, despite a federal ban. Today in Dallas, Anthony Upshaw and his 17-year-old son are being put out of their home. They gonna show up and kick me out. My kid up here doing his schoolwork. There's like three weeks of school left before the kids graduate. The Texas Supreme Court lifted the moratorium on evictions March
5: 31st. Wait, why? Why did they lift the moratorium on evictions? Why did they basically say, okay, you can start? tossing people out now because it seems almost... Because because now it seems like things are somewhat getting back to normal with people getting vaccinated. Is that what they decided? Sure seems that way to me.
4: Continuing. The Dallas-Fort Worth area has the third most eviction filings in the country. Man.
5: Well, they do say everything is bigger in Texas, but (laughs) this is not the... uh, This is not the way that I envisioned it. Don't put everybody up the first chance they got.
4: Upshaw lost his job
5: early in the pandemic
4: and has been struggling since. Constables placed his belongings in the front yard. Oh, gosh, poor guy. Where are you going to go? We don't know yet. We haven't
9: figured that part of it out yet.
4: This could be the first signs of an expected tsunami of evictions as the nationwide moratorium is lifted. Up to 40 million Americans are at risk to lose their home. The moratorium was supposed to protect everybody until the end of June. Black families are twice as likely as whites to face eviction. The idea that uh, you know, it's now okay to kick everybody out as if the virus is over with it's not. His-
5: You're right, yeah. That guy makes a very good point. It's not a good idea because who knows? Because who knows? Who knows what could happen? Who knows what could happen? And who knows how much longer we're gonna have to deal with all these ordinances, all these rules, and all this other stuff. And the second hour I got a story that's probably gonna divulge into me just, I don't know, going into it just a complete spiral. Hope you stay tuned for that one, folks, because it could happen.
4: Neighbor Linda Bowie is also being evicted.
5: I'm worried,
4: but I can't do nothing about it. I can't keep crying over here. She has 24 hours to leave. <laughs> Where are you going to sleep tonight? In my son's car right there. You're prepared for that? No, I'm not, but we ain't got nowhere else to go. He put me out right now. Their landlord, Peter Sy, says his mortgage is still due even though rent is not being paid. So how much money is that that you're owed? Total about twenty five to 28000 How long have you been losing money? About seven, eight months already. It's
3: like America
4: going backwards, you know what I mean? For now, Anthony has temporarily moved into a motel while his son finishes school. So the stuff, it ain't even important. It's as long as my kid, me and my kid good, we good. But Linda has not been as lucky. She's currently living in her car. Anthony Anthony and Linda are surviving the COVID pandemic, but are victims of the COVID economy. Omar Villafranca, CBS
5: News, Dallas. Oh gosh, it's so, so disheartening. You know, all these people—they're just—you know—they're just, you know, they're just trying to live their lives, and all of a sudden, you get these people—you know—and then, and then then they, you know, you take away the protection, and then and then it then it's over. It sucks. All right. okay well that's gonna do it for the first hour of the program stay tuned because coming after this uh, is coming up later on uh, actually in a few minutes i got something about a guy named alan Turing. uh something guard uh let's see uh clip in regards to the passing of andrew brown uh a female eagle scout and a story about a teacher who I do not believe have ever should have been a teacher and I'm pretty sure and I'd say I'm pretty sure it's probably gonna dissolve into uh, something else but anyway ladies and gentlemen uh, thank you so much for listening this is the Lawrence Ross show on Tf 52.com and RadioChaos.net. back after this thanks for listening everybody
2: he's off to the fridge to contribute to his future diabetes diabetes possibly having to deal with the guys on the couch
4: will you guys just shut
2: up back there or maybe he's making a pit stop
4: do not go in there
2: the lawrence ross show will return after this served, the drinks are cold,
3: Careful, man. There's a
2: and the blind guy is going to talk some more, Shut up. Shut up. you're listening to the Lawrence Ross Show, give him a call, 813-602-2715, now back to your regularly scheduled program.
5: Lawrence Ross show how's it going everybody thank you for tuning in tonight 813-602-2715 hope you guys enjoyed that that was outshined by Soundgarden played that because this past Tuesday was the passing of Chris Cornell man that guy could sing man that 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 dude could sing his ass off and he was awesome Great artist, man Great artist Now I got some Just to move down Going a little toxicity From the album of the same name Hang on
1: Thanks Thanks
5: Thanks Thanks Uh This stuff is kind of spicy yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about, man? Uh, only because when Beavis eats these, he turns into a real wuss. <laughs> Shut up, buddy! <laughs> no, really, you do. Dumbass. <laughs> Shut up, you I'm gonna kick you in the <laughs> Uh, You look like a wuss doing it. <laughs> All right, guys. Relax, okay? <laughs>
8: All
5: right. 813-602-2715, would I call in and talk to this guy. Yeah, thanks, Stewie. I got it, dude. The toxicity
4: of our We on the on the soda! The soda!
5: I commit the guys from System of a Down. Really cool dudes. Uh, were there any chicks backstage? Yeah, there might have been, but, uh... Cool. (laughs) Hey, Beavis, remember that time we tried making a band? Yeah, you're in a dill hole. Uh, no. (laughs) You were butt munch. Alright, guys, settle down, alright? Sheesh. Ugh, chaos chaos with these guys sometimes all right <laughs> 813-602-2715 would love to hear from you tonight i did get a call but the call was so quick it it, it didn't didn't even pop up on the phone bank it showed up in my voicemail and it was like a three second uh, it was like a three second thing and uh, the person didn't say what it is that they were gonna say i, I don't know what That was so strange all right anyway all right. Okay. So let's see. This this is the if, um, this story in regards to uh, Andrew Brown, and of course, and of course, people are protesting because of the outcome. But let's let's just if, uh, let's listen and find out what's up with this. As they well, all well all right, here, here we go. And turn it down a little bit. Okay, here we go. As they pulled up on
3: the scene, the officers were heavily armed and sitting in the back of a pickup truck. Andrew Brown Jr. is behind the wheel of the blue sedan that officers are closing in on. Investigators later conclude that Brown was not armed, but that his attempt to flee made the vehicle a deadly
5: weapon. Yep, there you go. Because. He he was he was he was drive. okay. so basically, running gatherers, this guy was stopped for something and he and and rather than go peacefully, he decided to basically use his car as a deadly vehicle. And so the cops pretty much had no other option but to react. You don't know what the guy is going to do with the vehicle. You don't know where he's going to go. They had to do what they had to do. ...putting officers in danger.
3: (laughs) District Attorney Andrew Womble played four body camera videos showing multiple angles to explain his decision. The facts of this case clearly illustrate the officers who used deadly force on Andrew Brown Jr., did so reasonably. Womble says Brown's car made contact
5: with one of the officers as the vehicle backed up. Well, see, there you go. He makes contact with one of the cars, and then he starts to back up. And then and then from that point on, the cops, they don't know where he's gonna go. They don't know if he's gonna turn left, if he's gonna turn right, if he's gonna turn you know, if he's gonna turn around, or if he's gonna go diagonally, or if he's gonna go straight ahead. They don't know where he's gonna go, and after him, hitting one of you know hitting the cop then that pretty much tells me hey look you know these cops they have to be you know you know they have to you know they have to be reactionary and they had to do what they had to do in this situation in this situation i believe the cops were justified in doing this it does not matter what color andrew brown was it does not matter and it should not matter the guy was probably going to use his vehicle as a weapon the cops had to do something they had to no other choice
3: in the video brown also appears to turn the vehicle away from officers who ended up firing 14 shots Brown was shot in the right arm and died from a fatal wound to the back of the head. You're sending these mixed messages. You're saying he was threatening them, but then he's backing away, and it's the officer going for the car. Okay, when you employ a car
5: in a manner that puts officers' lives in danger, that is a threat. Yep. There you go. There you go. (laughs) There's your answer, Jeff Begeus. Which, of which, I don't know, like, in this, I don't know, in, in, in this news clip, or in a lot of news clips that he narrates, it kind of sounds, I don't know, I don't know why, but to me, it kind of sounds like he's going to cry when he's going to tell some of these stories. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just, I don't know, he just, I don't know, he gives up that vibe. Anyway, continuing. And I don't care what direction you're going. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> The shooting happened on
3: April 21st as police were serving two felony arrest warrants on Brown. Prosecutors say he sold cocaine and heroin in March to
5: undercover officers on separate stings. Oh well, well you know, I mean, look, you know, this this is what what one one less you know one less drug dealer in society, and again. I don't care what color he is. I don't care if he's purple or if he's turquoise. You act like an ass, you're going to get treated like one. Brown
3: family attorney Harry Daniels says the DA ignored department policy in reaching his decision.
5: You don't shoot a vehicle that's no longer a threat, and you don't shoot into a moving vehicle. Hang on a second. The guy, yet yeah, he was backing away, but you don't know what the guy could do. He would have been evading the police. Do people just not understand this? Ugh, people are ignorant.
3: None of the officers involved in the shooting will be charged. As for the Brown family, it wants the Justice Department to intervene in this case and ultimately reach a different conclusion. Reach a different
5: conclusion. The guy was operating a vehicle. He was backing up. And the cops didn't know what he was going to do next. He had already hit one cop. What makes you think that he wouldn't back up and hit the, you know, and 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 hit the gas and try to plow through him forward? What makes you think it wouldn't happen? Because it definitely would have happened. Or it probably would have. I, I, I don't know. It might have or it might not have happened. But still, they had to use that instinct. You just have to. Anyway. Okay. What else do I got here? Okay. Uh. This is a little thing about it. Uh, uh, this is from the Weird History Channel. This is about. Uh, Got uh, Hang on. What, what, is his, what is his damn name again?
2: Alan Turing.
5: Alan Turing. This this guy this guy's is uh, uh, This this is really interesting. Uh, this this is really interesting. And so here here we go here we go. This is uh, anyway. This is from the Weird History Channel. And uh, here we go.
1: Being homosexual in the United Kingdom was worse than taboo. It was illegal. Despite knowing this, Turing was fairly open about his sexual orientation.
5: All right, now just, 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 just to okay, okay just to give you a little bit of information. This Alan Turing guy, he, he up, uh, uh, he helped out a lot during World War II, uh, but the thing is that he was also well, homosexual. And back in, and and, and 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 I know they just said that uh, back in the fifties it was punishable, but. That was that was in the UK, but in the US, in the US, there were these. There's one. There's just one. There's just one infamous film where where it's like the old stylized PSA thing, and it's this guy Ralph. It's 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 these two guys, and one of the guys says, "Ralph is sick. Ralph likes men, because back in the fifties, for some reason, they thought that homosexuality was a mental illness. Yeah." Real nice, real nice mentality we had back then. Real nice. And as a matter of fact, I heard that uh, back in the 80s, AIDS was known as the gay pneumonia. It was like that for a while. Then eventually in 1982, I think the, America, uh, the, uh, the, American, Medical the American Medical Association finally took homosexuality off the list of uh, diagnoses for mental, uh, for mental illness. I think I don't know all the details, but anyway, continue. Uh, but anyway, uh, backing up. Here
1: we go. Being homosexual in the United Kingdom was worse than taboo. It was illegal. Despite knowing this, Turing was fairly open about his sexual orientation. When he was 39, he started a relationship with a 19-year-old drifter named Arnold Murray. Oh,
5: uh, jeez. <laughs> 20-year gap. <laughs> oh, man. That's, I don't know. That's, that's uh, I don't know. That's a little, okay. <laughs> well, uneasy, man.
1: Murray then burgled Turing's house. Who then reported it to the police? His relationship emerged during the investigation.
5: Oh, I wonder how that must have happened. Like you know, I wonder what the guy took, and I wonder, you know, wonder what it has been like when he reported it. Like to say, look, just to let you know, what uh, 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 my lover—he's very scorned. He took this and this and this from me. <laughs> I honestly don't know, but anyway, continuing.
1: And Turing was arrested for gross indecency. This indecency law had been on the books for well over a century, and it was the same statute that Oscar Wilde had been tried under in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah.
5: Wasn't he a pansexual, I think I I think he was. I know that he had some sort of feud with uh uh oh with uh with uh, oh, oh I can't think of the c oh, Marquise of uh, dang it. Oh, jeez. You know, and I just, ah, oh, dang it. Ah, oh, and I just watched Mike Tyson Mysteries the other day where they mentioned that briefly. Marque- uh, Marquise of Queensberry, I think. He had a feud with him. Anyway, uh, continuing.
1: Turing was convicted and given an option. He could go to prison or be put on a treatment of female hormones. He chose the latter.
5: Huh. Yeah, well, that's interesting.
1: Turing had been instrumental in helping win World War II, but when it came to his indecency conviction, no one cared. In the eyes of his society at the time, being gay outweighed any of the good he had done. While he avoided jail time, he was put on probation and had to start taking estrogen pills. This was, in effect, chemical castration. There were a lot of downsides to the hormone treatment.
5: Uh, yeah, I would think so. It really, you know, that, that I don't know, it doesn't seem like... Doesn't seem like a lot of upsides can happen from that. Continuing.
1: Continuing. Its goal was to make gay people straight, but in reality, it just made Turing grow breasts and become impotent. Wow. Wow. That's
5: that, that's that's bizarre. So so it's 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 a wow. So what kind of backfire? Okay. So that plan basically backfired.
1: Impotent. Could- its goal oh, yeah. was to make gay people the hormone treatment. Its goal was to make gay people straight, but in reality, it just made Turing grow breasts and become impotent. <laughs>
5: Gosh, geez, I know everybody's body's different, but I mean, how do you like them apples? I mean, he's on he's on all this he's on all these he's on all this medication, and all of a sudden he grows breasts, but he gets impotent. Oh man!
1: It could also act as a depressant. While the imitation game shows Turing as broken by his punishment, in reality, he kept working on various projects. In a more general sense, the severity of Turing's punishment provides a window into 1950s Britain's mindset. In 1952, the same year Turing was arrested, a progressive tabloid of the time published an article calling gay men, among other things, freaks. Wow.
5: Yeah, that's real nice, huh? Real nice.
1: And framing gay people as a problem that something needed to be done about...
5: Wow, so homophobia was rampant even back in the 50s, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Turing put on a brave face, but inside he was suffering. Unable to be himself, his thoughts turned to ending his life. Turing was found on June 8th, 1954, by his housekeeper. He had eaten half of an apple that was laced with cyanide. The coroner ruled it a suicide. And note, while there is an urban legend that this event inspired the Apple logo with a bite taken out, but that legend, it's not true. Ah. (laughs) I don't know how they got
5: that. (laughs) Maybe they're just being smart asses about
1: it. That being said, there may actually be more to the story. Yeah, okay. Friends of Turing, along with his mother, thought he might have accidentally taken his own life. They claimed he hadn't seemed depressed in the days and weeks leading up to his death.
5: Maybe it could have been a facade for all we know.
1: There was also the fact that he had been experimenting with cyanide in a personal laboratory before he died. They theorized that rather than having used the poison to deliberately taint the apple, he may have accidentally gotten some on it. But that's not the end of the story either.
5: Huh. Oh, man. Man they're really And they're really going down the rabbit hole with this apple and the cyanide.
1: There is yet another, even more interesting theory. And that is? Some think that the British government was still concerned that he would be forced to leak secrets because of his then well-known sexual orientation and that they poisoned him on purpose.
5: Uh, you know, there, there, there could be that. There could be that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that also happens here in America. Clinton family.
1: Sadly, we may never know the truth since he didn't leave a note. Ah, dang. We can only speculate. After World War II was over, the Cold War started immediately. Code-breaking was still an important skill, and Turing was able to continue his work. He was even paid the then huge sum of 5,000 pounds a year to work for the government communications headquarters. Damn,
5: 5,000 pounds a year? (whistles) Hang on just one second here. Alexa, 5,000 pounds equals how many American dollars? <laughs> 5,000
1: pounds is US
5: dollars and cents. Oh, man. So that's about like 7,000, you know. But in all fairness, that was 1950s money. So, or 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 mid uh, uh, mid to late 1940s money. So, I can only imagine what it, what it must have been uh, adjusted for inflation.
1: Or GCHQ. His triumph was short-lived, however. The U.S. and U.K. were working closely when it came to government intelligence, and America also had a harsh view of homosexuality. The U.S. thought there was a chance that any homosexual man could be honey-trapped and extorted to share information to prevent being outed. When Turing was arrested, he lost his security clearance, effectively ending his ability to work as a codebreaker.
5: Oh, man, what a bummer.
1: It made him furious. (laughs) Of course. No kidding. Turing knew he was gay from a young age. We know this because he developed feelings for a friend when he was in school. The boy's name was Christopher and while they were good friends, Turing's romantic feelings were not reciprocated. Ah oh, dang.
5: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, you know that one kind of uh, you know I tend to uh, I tend to identify with that.
1: Turing later wrote that while his friend knew how he felt, he hated him showing it. Nevertheless, both were geeks, and they bonded over stuff like math and chemistry. Christopher yeah. died very young, and Turing was devastated. When he started working at Codebreaking Central at Bletchley Park during World War II, Turing was pretty open about his preferences. Nonetheless, at one point, he actually proposed to his good friend Joan Clark. They did a lot of fun things together, like go on dates and see movies, but she was still shocked when he asked her to marry him. She said yes, but the next day they went for a walk, and he admitted to her that he had homosexual tendencies. She was concerned, but didn't end the engagement. That would happen later, and it was Turing who broke it off.
5: Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's something. That's that's, kind of wild.
1: If Turing was such a war hero, why was he treated so badly afterwards?
5: Yeah. I mean, you know, aside from, you know, aside from the treatment of homosexuality, how else was he treated shabbily? Well, let's find out.
1: Part of it came down to the fact that he couldn't actually tell anyone what he had achieved during the conflict.
5: Huh. Why is that? Was it like some kind of top secret thing?
1: Everyone who worked at Bletchley Park was sworn to secrecy. They couldn't even discuss what they were doing with their immediate families. Some of them died, still keeping the secret. The truth about how much they had achieved was only still emerging well into the 21st century. This meant that when Turing was arrested, he couldn't tell the cops that he was the savior of England. The guy who Winston Churchill had said made the single biggest contribution to ending the war. Instead, they just treated him like a perv. It's hard not to believe his punishment would have been less dire if he could have told people what he had achieved oh man what a bummer
5: man, this, is, this is actually <laughs> you know not for nothing but this is pretty sad weird history video you know <laughs> i mean i mean i mean yeah i've covered you know the space shuttle challenger the hindenburg uh the day the music died but this one's probably going to be the saddest one i've uh covered so far well i'd probably say that maybe i don't know i probably say be the vincent van Gogh
1: one's pretty rough too Turing was still a graduate student when he first changed history. He was studying at Princeton and wrote a paper called On Computable Numbers, with an application to the Entscheidungsproblem. While that might not sound like the most mind-blowingly interesting reading material ever, it arguably was. Hmm. It basically invented computer science as we know it. The paper imagined a machine that could solve as many problems as the human brain. And the best part was it would be instructed to do different things by putting those instructions on paper tape. Yeah, while he was still just a student, Turing invented software.
5: Huh. Paper tape. Never heard it described like that.
1: His theoretical machine could be told to do anything, whereas before, a computer would be built just to solve one kind of problem. Turing's universal machine was a computer as we know it today.
5: Huh. And from what what I've heard, is that computers back in the day, back in the 50s, they were incredibly big. Uh, They took up pretty much like half the room. You would need like... I don't know, ten or twelve people to carry the dang thing into the room. Now, now it kind of seems as if there's one person, but they've got like six different computers with them at all times. They got their phone, they got their watch, they got their glasses that's able to like show them the news or whatever it is. uh there's 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 hey, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're. I'm pretty sure they're going to come out with a jock strap that vibrates every time you get a text notification one of these days. Don't be surprised because it might happen one of these days. It might happen. They may come out, you know, they may come out with an athletic support cup that vibrates every time an athlete gets a shout out on Twitter. It could happen. Don't be surprised if it does.
1: Before World War II, code breaking was a strictly human affair. The human brain was the most powerful computer in the world, and it was thought that if people could make up fiendish codes, other people should be able to figure them out. Huh.
5: <laughs> computer hacking.
1: But then, the Germans created the Enigma machine. Hmm. The Polish had managed to crack its initial code before the war even started, but then the Germans just made it even more complicated. <laughs> Even with 12,000 people working three shifts around the clock at the British Secret Code deciphering facility at Bletchley Park, no one could break it. Oh, man! That's where Turing and computers stepped in. Turing was instrumental in creating a code-breaking machine called the bomb. By the end of the war, the bomb figured out everything that the German Navy was saying. This was huge. Then General Dwight Eisenhower even said that the work done by Turing and his colleagues at Bletchley probably shortened the war by 2 years. Hmm. By 2 years. Well, that's that's well. That's good to know. Turing and his computer had saved millions of lives. In 1950, Turing came up with an important question. Can machines think? This led to one of the greatest problems ever devised. He wanted to see if computers would one day be so smart they could actually trick people into believing they were human.
5: Hmm. (laughs) Now I think we're getting into the science fiction realm, ladies and gentlemen.
1: It worked like this. Someone would sit and ask questions to two participants. One would be a computer and one was a human, but the questioner wouldn't know which was which. After five minutes, they would try to determine which one was the human.
5: wonder how they do that. I mean, you know, a guy sitting with someone and there's a computer, but how does he not know which one is which? How do they keep him in the dark?
1: Continuing. Then another person would have a turn at questioning and guessing. If more than 30% of the time the questioners guessed the computer was the human, the machine would have passed the Turing test. For a long time, it seemed like this would be impossible. Then, in 2014, a computer called Eugene, that was built to simulate a 13-year-old boy, managed to fool 33% of the participants. The Turing test had finally been passed, and Turing had helped prove machines could be as smart as humans.
5: Yeah, now I'd take a look at it. I mean, you know, now we have we got the you know we got computer Watson. I think we're right. I think we're right. I think if, uh Uh, I think Watson was on Jeopardy a couple of times, I think. (laughs) It's kind of cool. All
1: right, continuing. Turing was treated appallingly in his lifetime, but at the very minimum, some of it was righted after he died, even if it took people a long time. Oh, boy. In 2009, there was an online petition calling for an apology for how the British government had treated Turing.
5: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Then Prime Minister Gordon Brown did offer one, but many felt that it wasn't enough.
5: <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, this this, this, is, a, this is a guy who, ba- who, who, who basically accelerated in getting the war over, and Britain is just dragging their feet going, eh, we'll apologize to the guy now, and then people are thinking, wait, that's not good enough, sir.
1: Almost 60 years after Turing took his own life, a royal pardon for his crime was granted by the Queen. That wasn't the end of the good that finally came from Turing's tragic fate. In 2017, the Turing Law came into effect. This automatically pardoned any men who had been convicted of homosexual acts but had died before the laws were changed. Any men who were still alive could seek out and receive a pardon for the same. Once again, it was Alan Turing to the rescue.
5: I wonder what the payout for that would be. What would be the uh, the compensation? Would it it, it be a case of, uh... I don't know. I don't know what it would be a case of. All right. (sighs) Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I figure uh, I figure I get into uh, this real quick because this is because this I like to think of this as uh, the calm before the storm. This is this this is a um, uh, this is a nice relatable story, and then I'm going to get into something that just is oh boy probably going probably going to go down a rabbit hole. Here we go.
7: Sienna Elder stands proudly among the towering trees at Camp Seoul, a perfect backdrop for a teen soaring to historic heights. Sienna is one of the first females in the country to become an Eagle Scout. It is the most rewarding thing
10: I have ever done in my life.
7: Fierceness runs in her family. Sienna is a fourth-generation Order of the Arrow member with the Boy Scouts of America, now referred to as BSA.
5: And... <laughs> And let's not forget that the BSA, uh, I think they're almost done. Uh, I think they filed for bankruptcy because of all of the child molestation charges that are against them. I think, that's, I think that's what's up with them, continuing.
10: My uncle and my dad are both Eagle Scouts, and I am an Eagle Scout. So I am the first girl Eagle Scout in my family, and uh, my grandmother actually cried when she when she got at my eagle ceremony. She had both my uh, both of her sons eagle pins on and then she got my the grandmother pin.
7: She always had her eyes on Eagle and finally joined local troop 339B on February 1st, 2019. The same day BSA began allowing girls in the program,
5: which does not make any sense because it's Boy Scouts of America and trying to integrate both When it's already called the Boy Scouts of America, it doesn't make a lick of sense. It should be separate. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Boys should only be able to, you know, boys and girls and girls. Don't try and cross over. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not gender neutral Scouts of America. It's Boy Scout or Girl Scout.
10: Getting to Eagle was a very hard process. It was not for the faint of heart. It took Sienna two and a half years and hundreds of hours of
7: volunteer work, including a project to help raise awareness about dysautonomia. Sienna was recently diagnosed with a nervous system disorder and says it's often misdiagnosed.
10: I made these doctors aware by giving them books and gift baskets full of information on my disability. And I actually got to sit down and talk with the doctors afterward and they said, this is amazing. You are really going to help this. You're really going to help us diagnose this.
7: Leadership, responsibility and service are the cornerstones of the BSA program.
10: qualities Sienna says she'll carry with her forever. I'm a marked woman now. And I will have people looking up to me. I will have people watching me. I will have eyes everywhere. And so, if I make a mistake, it's gonna show. But um, I refuse to make mistakes. I will. I, I will. Sh- I will wear this badge with honor and glory that I completed it. Jennifer Epstein, Fox 13 News.
5: Ah, so there you go. Nice. Uh, you know, that's, that's something. That's uh, you know, it's a nice story. You know, she she got. You know. She got the uh, she got the prize that she was looking for good for her Great on her All right 29 minutes past the top of the second hour on the program And here we go this 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 is this this is the part of the show where I will probably fall down a rabbit hole and uh, I don't know what's gonna happen next but uh This is just absolutely disgusting completely disgusting this, this 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 guy is what is wrong with society this happened last week but i didn't get uh, but i uh, couldn't get to it because of uh, time constraints but here we go
9: with a hidden camera and bad intentions disgrace high school teacher mark ackett is headed to prison good <laughs>
5: And in all fairness when it said when it said when it said with a hidden camera and bad intentions i don't know anybody who's ever had a hidden camera and who's ever had good intentions this guy is well let, let's let's just uh just dive into this and then i'll see what i'm gonna say about this guy god
10: is powerful and i believe in forgiveness That being said, I think he should get the maximum sentence so he can never prey on another girl again. Last
9: month, the Bloomingdale teacher pled guilty to secretly recording his students undressing.
10: How do you wish to Uh,
9: plead? Guilty, Your Honor. Today, those victims who... Sounds like droopy dog. Guilty, Your Honor.
5: Exactly what he sounds like.
9: Were betrayed by a teacher they trusted, spoke their truth. See, there you go. Betrayed by a teacher. There you go.
5: An authority figured they thought they could trust and he fucked it up for everybody else now. To
10: Mark William Ackett, I cannot understand how you managed to get close to all of these young women and then violate us the way you did. You not only broke our trust with you, but our trust our trust with any male authority in our lives. You were the chillest teacher I knew. And now I look at you in disgust. You have caused me
9: so much pain in the past two years of my life. I hope they feel the
10: pain you have caused me and all of over the men involved. To this day, I live with the fear of changing in dressing rooms. Is there will never be an answer to why someone feels they have the right to violate another person, especially a child? I hope you get help because you need help.
9: Prosecutors say
5: Akits. So- you know what, help for him would. Uh, 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 here's an idea for uh, help. Uh, Maybe when he goes to prison and he drops the soap and he gets anally raped by his cellmate, that'll help him out.
9: Son of a bitch. secretly recorded his students changing in a storage room during his fashion design classes.
6: Mr. Ackett will be entering a guilty plea to 323 counts of video voyeurism.
9: He He used a cell phone and a digital camera to get video of the girls undressing. We spoke to one victim who says she had to sit there dripping with embarrassment and watch the secret videos of herself with a detective.
10: Really hard for me. And upsetting. I mean, did you? Were you completely nude? Oh, I was. Just, it's most of them, I had my bra underwear on, the wrong, but there was one where, like, I had my like my bra off and like oh. you saw it. Now,
9: Atkit is going away for a long, long time. Yep. His former students left to deal with a harsh life lesson. Oh.
2: What I did was a violation of your privacy oh. and a violation of your trust that what I did was inexcusable.
5: Yeah, you only say that now because you got caught. This guy has no moral compass. No moral compass whatsoever.
2: And very possibly for many of you, unforgivable.
5: Yeah, no shit.
2: I ask for your forgiveness.
5: Oh, fuck you. Even knowing that I do not deserve it. He doesn't deserve anything. Any forgiveness. Gloria Gomez, Fox 13 News. And because of that, he's getting 15 years. Not good enough. Not good enough. 323 counts. He should get one year per count. 323 years in the slammer. No chance of parole. And because of this guy... Because of this guy Now good honest Decent citizens Are going to have to work That much harder When it comes to trying To land a relationship with a woman Because He has Because he has Violated their trust so badly That now That now now their mindset is fear of men basically And what does that do for people who are trying to get into a relationship with someone It doesn't do them any favors It does them no favors whatsoever This guy should have been locked up for life But no, 15 years, not gonna cut it Not gonna cut it this guy should have had, you know. It's you know, in, instead instead of you know, why don't they just, you know, why don't they just do something like this? What why don't they? Why don't they? Why don't they just, you know, why don't they just, you know, take the guy's phone and just break it? You know, just break it and just, you know, just, you know, don't be surprised if this guy dies in prison. Oh, boy, and. You know, and, 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 you know, it's, 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 going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's now it's not it's going to be, inc- now, now I would like to uh, talk about this because, you know, if, uh, if um, uh this is a little bit of more of a uh, personal uh, thing I could say with me, but, you know, you know, that, you know, hearing that story, hearing that story really does not give me a lot of confidence. It really doesn't because it seems as if it's just like it just it's, 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 it's very frustrating because now it seems as if guys like me are going to have to work twice as hard to try and even start a relationship because you got people like this in society who have mentally screwed people up so badly that they don't trust other people. And it's going to be even harder for good people to get into relationships. That's what it's going to be. And uh, in regards to this uh, coronavirus, if and when it's going to end, which I don't think it's ever going to be eradicated, ever, 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 I think that when things Do eventually somewhat return to what they once were I think guys like me Are again going to have to work Twice as hard To try and establish A relationship with someone Because who knows what they went through During the lockdown And on a personal level You know, on a personal level, it just—you know—this this this whole story, you know, stories like this, just infuriate me because here I am trying, damn near—you know—I've tried damn near everything in my power to try and get a relationship with going, you know, there, get a relationship going, and it has never, never even gotten past. The platonic stage—it never has with me, and I've tried. I've tried, you know, little things, mind you, you know, not 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 incredibly big things, but I've tried little things here and there. But evidently, it's just like it, it, its 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 ne- its never worked out with me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've—I've—I've I've, I've never, you know, never really been informed in regards to what I'm doing wrong. It's a very, you know, it's very upsetting because, as I said, every single relationship I've ever had with any woman in my life has always been the platonic relationship. It has never gotten to any sort of physical attraction. It has never gotten to that level. And it is very disconcerting because I'm 33 years old and I do not, I do not want to be the guy who just struggles for the rest of his days. And then one day I'm like 83 years old and someone says yes to a date, and all of a sudden, what happens? I probably die of shock, or maybe a heart attack, because somebody actually said yes, and that probably would kill me. I, I don't know. <sighs> just want one relationship, just one. All right. It's just it's 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 very disconcerting, you know, because everyone around me it seems like you know. It seems like everyone around me is attached and, you know, you know, they they either have someone or or they're they're, going to get married, all that stuff. And yet I've been trying, you know, and and, and I've been, you know, I've been pulling out, you know, I've been pulling out the stops and I get nothing for my efforts. Nothing happens. It's like I'm hitting my head into a wall. It's absolutely it's 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 sad is what it is. And it's just like I don't know. It's just like I, I, I mean, like, and and if I, you know, and if I thought, and if I thought it was hard, you know, and uh, and when I, <clears throat> uh, and just when I thought it was hard, I mean, I mean, it's hard enough for me to meet people enough as it is. I think after the pandemic, I think it's going to be twice as hard for me. It's going to be. Twice as hard for me. Well, maybe even three times. To- well, it's going to be even harder than it already was. That—that—that's what I think. It's going to be that much harder, and I'm going to have to really pull out all the stops if I want to get into a relationship, which I would like to get into a relationship because, you know, I think, you know, I think it would make, you know. I think it would make my life a little bit more complete. You know, I would have someone, you know, to talk to, someone to, you know, share my dreams with, all that stuff. But when every single woman, and I'll say this, you know, it's like that old song, you know, everybody plays the fool. You know, it's got that one line of, there's no exception to the rule. Well, for me, in regards to Every woman I've met, and I mean every single woman I have ever met up to this point in my lifetime, it's always been, it has always been the platonic, uh, you know, it, it 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 always stopped at the, uh, the friend zone, and it never gets past it, and there's no exception to the rule. None. Absolutely none. Okay. Okay, I gotta take a breather. I'm gonna go play the uh, the E Harmony song. <laughs> Back after this. <laughs> My apartment all alone, scrolling on my iPhone, looking for a nice woman online. My profile's boring, at me they're just snoring. Why is this an uphill climb? E-harmony, e-harmony. Man, the site wouldn't even let me drive Miss Daisy. They moved on, man, not again. I can't take all this rejection. I only want just one woman, e-harmony. Well, I'm just passing on the sofa, deep in a root beer coma, such a sad sight to see. There's no girls, my lord. I'm feeling really bored. I hope the 40 year old virgin ain't me. Come on, ladies. Someone date me. I hope I'm not sounding like a charity. Dr. Neil Clark Warren. I really think he is a sham I think that whole damn site's a scam
9: E-harmonic
5: My apartment all alone Scrolling on my iPhone Looking for a nice woman online Looking for a lover But I feel like a sucker Online dating is overhyped E-Harmony e Man, the site wouldn't even let me Drive Miss Daisy Come on, ladies Someone date me if you get me at the friend zone, then you'll be great. Gosh, what a sap. Oh, shut up. Oh gosh. Ugh jeez. Man. As I've said, you know, that that's 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 probably one of the most personal songs I've ever done. One of the most uh, heartfelt ones that I've, uh, uh, uh one of the, I, don't know, I, it's probably one of the most genuine ones that I've done where I've injected small bit of comedy. I mean, but, uh, the, the, the only real, the only, the only real, you know, the only real, like genuine, like recording, I guess you, bleh, the only real, I guess you could say, a genuine song I've written thus far in my lifetime is that uh, uh it's my little tribute song to Trisha thus far. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure that I'll have some other stuff, but until then, I mean, you know, that that's, that's exactly how I feel. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, Trapped in the friend zone with every single woman, it's like it—it sucks. I mean, there, 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 there has to be. You know, there's, 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 there's got, there's gotta be. You know, there has to be someone who is eventually gonna say yes, and I want it to be sooner than later. I mean, you know, everybody else in my family, you know, everyone else in my family is involved in a relationship, and uh, I'm the odd man out. But at least I can take comfort in that at least, at least my family isn't nag me to death about it. At least they don't say, why don't you have a girlfriend? Why don't you have a girlfriend? They know what I go through. They know exactly what I go through. <laughs> they feel for me, but it's just, it's, 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 it sucks, man. It's tough, man. It is tough. Oh, it's like, I can't get anything. It's like, you know, I've, I've tried and like, it never works out. <laughs> uh, if Uh, here's zip, um, uh, uh, another story, another story that I've never told anybody ever, but uh, back in 2010 in October, I was, uh, if I, uh, somehow, I'm not exactly sure, I'm not sure how I ended up with these, but somehow, uh, but, but somehow, uh, somehow, I, I don't know, somehow I ended up with tickets to go see Stone Temple Pilots. And I had an extra ticket. So, my mom suggests to me, hey, why don't you call this person up? You know, you know, say they want to go to the show with you. I'm like, alright, cool. So I called this individual up and uh left a message and then uh and then and then didn't hear back. And then like a couple of days later, I come to find out that person only responds via text messages. So, you know, I mean, you know, I didn't want to be, you know, I mean, I didn't want to be the guy to Call and then two days later text and say, hey, what's going on? You know, I I, I want, you know, I, I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do a verbal communication, but alas, I got nothing out of that. And I think, well, in all fairness, I think it was a wash anyway, because I think I, as it, this was like 2010. So I, I think this was I think this was one of the shows where where they had the, uh, where they ended up canceling because Scott Weiland fell off the wagon again, I think but still i mean it's a little disheartening because i would have liked to have at least i mean if 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 we couldn't i mean like hey you know if we couldn't have gone to the show we probably could have done something else we've done another activity We probably could have i don't know you know maybe i don't know pizza maybe and then go to the show and then find out the shows what happen. then all right well <laughs> guess that's the end of that one but it just it sucks man you know it's just it's it sucks. I mean, I've I've never. I mean, other 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 than other than say like a monk, or anybody who, you know, like, volunteers for celibacy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, I feel like an involuntary celibate, and I don't like it. I mean, I, I I'd 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 like I'd like to be a, you know I'd like to be able to have something to show for it. I mean, you know, can I at least you know, can I at least, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to experience certain things in life. And if, uh, you know, I don't know, just like, I don't know, I'd feel, I'd feel a lot happier if I had, uh, you know, if I had some, you know, if I had someone to uh, share it with, but evidently, nope. I mean, every, every endeavor I've tried, it just, it always, you know, I'm always back at square one. It's like, all right, well, that didn't work. Now, what should I try? (laughs) Maybe should I try direct eye contact? Well, that's going to be a bit of a tall order. <laughs> it just, it sucks, man, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh, it stinks. All right. Okay, on to, uh, okay. Uh, on to something else. That, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, I read about this. And uh, this is really cool. Chris Rock, he was on uh, The Breakfast Club. And he was talking about this horror movie that he's in called Spiral. It's a it's 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 a it's, it's a foray into horror for him, which is going to be really interesting because, you know, when you think of Chris Rock, you think of Saturday Night Live, his HBO specials. Uh, some of the movies he's been in down to earth. Uh, he was in uh, Head of State, Top Five, you know, good stuff. And now he's branching out. But they asked him about cancel culture. And he did a really good thing he said he he say, he says that as a result of cancel culture, it seems that you know it's 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 well it's completely ridiculous and the the, the other thing to factor in is that now that everybody is so sensitive, comedians are now walking on eggshells and they are less funny because they are because it's, it's a fear of the repercussions because heaven forbid you say something about this person or, you know, something about this, you know, something in regards to this uh, group and you're targeted for being insensitive when all you want to do is just have fun. It's all they're doing, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, when Andrew dice clay. I mean, you know, he's not always this overtly sexist guy, you know? He has a, you know, he's a soft spot. I mean, hell, he worked with Lady Gaga in A Star is Born, man. So there you go. He can diversify. Anybody can diversify, you know? It's just, you know cancel culture man you know it's like you know so ridiculous and so with that in mind i'm gonna wrap up the show with uh a double shot of uh some bits that i've uh done uh the snowflake song which will lead right into the sensitive millennial syndrome bit which will then lead into the out row. well ladies and gentlemen i am lawrence ross thanks so much for listening tonight or if you're listening on the podcast, thank you. Would love to hear from you guys. Would love to get some feedback going, and uh, hopefully, uh, hope hopefully hopefully by next week, hopefully uh, hopefully things will change. I mean, I I I really do hope so because I was listening to uh, a show on Wednesday, the Ham Radio Show, and they were talking about a PO box. Uh, uh, so I sent up, uh, uh so I sent the host uh, some merch, and uh, the host is a friend of mine, a guy named Eddie really cool dude. And, uh, maybe should probably, maybe should probably, maybe I should probably try and get him on the show one of these days. He's, he's a cool dude. Uh, but, uh, uh, but anyway, saying, Hey, look, if you got a, you know, if you got a company, if you got, you know, if you got, you know, if you got music, if you got whatever, send it here, man, and we'll promote the hell out of it. So that's what I'm doing. And hopefully, hopefully it'll get more people going and hopefully the, uh, and will work. I just have to, uh, uh, you know, I have to, uh, Again, I have to to map all this stuff out and uh, this, that, and the other. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. See you with your heart and do good, and I'll see you next Friday. Bye, everybody. Take care. Be good to each other. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker,
6: and tits.
4: You can't handle the truth. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I am getting
6: tired. Really
4: getting tired of these cocksuckers
5: it's generations lame you suck all they do is complain ah boo-hoo! what's their fucking deal freedom they want to steal North, east, west and south these douchebags should shut their mouths Shut up They rant and rave online For that shit, I've got no time Hey,
4: where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? Bunch of goddamn pussies Goddamn pussies Pussies
5: Cannot say man or woman That's their fucking spiel Woo-woo! I'm PC, bro. I'll throw down. Gender neutral is their plan. How's that make you feel? I'm as mad as hell. Mad as hell. Pissed off like the Taliban. The language police. Lingo Nazis, they're fucking my a uh, big pussy. All you snowflakes practice fake outrage. They're all fucking my a uh, big pussy. All you snowflakes practice fake outrage. They're all fucking my a uh, big All of you snowflakes practice fake outrage. They're all fucking myopic pussies. Fucking myopic pussies.
4: They're only words. It's the context that counts. It's the user. It's the intention behind the words that makes them good or bad. The words are completely neutral. The words are innocent.
5: Creators under fire. Walking on a high wire Can't have any fun They're fucking up tight cunts. Hindering our speech Our limit has been reached Don't fucking tread on me Fuck participants Trophies.
4: No child these days ever gets to hear those all important character building words. You lost, Bobby. You lost, Bobby.
5: Cannot say man or woman. That's their fucking spiel.
9: Microaggression,
5: cultural appropriation. Gender neutral is their plan. How's that make you feel? I'm as mad as hell! Mad as hell! Pissed off like the Taliban The language police Lingo Nazis they're fucking my up big pussy, are you snow practice fake out They're all fucking my up big pussy, are you snowflakes practice fake out They're all fucking my up big pussy, are you snow practice fake out They're all fucking my a big Pussies, fucking my a big pussies, fucking my a big pussies. So say night to the bad
3: guy.
5: If you were born between 1982 and 2004, then society says you are a millennial. You understand technology and you utilize social media on a daily basis. But there are some people in your circle who are just too sensitive. There's a possibility they might have SMS, not short messaging services, but rather sensitive millennial syndrome. Every day, one out of every six millennials gets SMS. Here are just a few of the side effects. If you've ever received a participation trophy for the most meaningless activity, if you've ever raised holy hell at your local Starbucks because your barista put too much ice in your drink, prompting you to say this. You're an asshole! If the following words make you tear up in the slightest manner. You're lost, Bobby! Or if you've ever gotten mad at somebody for using the term orient and or oriental. To learn more about this disorder, please visit any college campus of your choosing. Look for the students who are protesting the arrival of the comedian because they feel that he or she's latest fat chick blowjob joke not only marginalizes and micromanages the role of women in our society, but also has a lot of fat shaming and body shaming references. Lame motherfuckers. Sensitive millennial syndrome. The only cure is to butch the fuck up.
10: Thank you all for coming. There's uh, coffee and brownies out front.
2: You've been listening to The Lawrence Ross Show. Email the show, blindlawrence at gmail.com. There's
3: a letter in your mailbox.
2: Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all ending in forward slash blindlawrence. Be
4: careful! Whoa.
2: Check out his YouTube channel, youtube.com, forward slash Lawrence Ross. Become a fan of the show on Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash LRoss1987. I'll send you a shiny happy ass
10: friend request.
2: Rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes, or follow the show on Spotify. Search Lawrence Ross.
6: <laughs> We're leaving, and we will never drink your overpriced runaway root beers again.
2: This week's edition of the Lawrence Ross Show. Yay! has just hit the brakes. Keep your ugly fucking gold-bricking ass out of my beach community. You
4: lose! Good day, sir!
3: I was making radio shows for fun. Everybody does it. At least everybody I know. Shut up! And Baba booey to y'all. <laughs>